and welcome into Dog Central on a Tuesday evening. Hope you guys are having a good start to the week so far. I'm Graham Coffey. As usual, I am joined by Josh Hancher and John Smith, both of Twitter slash dogs, uh, Dog Central fame and Dog Stats. That's you, Josh. Uh, but yeah, we are here for our weekly film review. Uh, didn't really nail the intro, but we're going to nail the film review. How's it going, fellas? Hey, Graham. Georgia nailed South Carolina. I'll tell you if you're talking about nailing something. That's about what we're, that's what we're about to watch today. That yeah. was a uh, a thrashing. Um, I'm always just trying so to I'm, figure out what what feeds are actually working, but it seems like a lot of them are. <laughs> producer, uh, producer, I got notifications stuff. popping off all over the place. So I think we're on on. This is multi-platform excellence, gentlemen. I know, on I know. Twitter, YouTube. If it broadcasts, we broadcast to it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of places that we don't go to. I don't know the whole Twitch thing. And the, we can we can go if if there's Twitch people out there that demand us to be on Twitch, just you know, hit us up. We'll 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 get on there. For we'll keep getting better, and we'll keep getting better, and the audience will demand that we get bigger. That's the way it works, guys. So let's let's get totally. into it. We got some grat. All right, so coming down here. Wow. Yeah, we got some stats. We've got lots of plays. Uh, Do you guys have any like overarching thoughts or uh, things that you know you think we should be on the lookout for before we hit these plays? I think there's a lot of talk in the in the the fan sphere of the running game, and I think generally the tone of it is like we got to find something to, to worry ourselves about. Uh, I posted today a, a stat why I'm not worried about it. And we've talked about it in the previous leading up to the South Carolina game. There's a lot. It's just, I mean, we're moving the ball. I don't care how we do it. I prefer to see us short pass, long passes, runs, whatever it is. is you're moving the ball at, at, we'll show the later, over eight yards of play. <laughs> I don't care how you do it, dude. So, I mean, I think you touched on a lot. You're going to touch on the offensive blocking and I got some stats over there, but. Yeah, I just there's not much to say other than uh, let's let's just keep it going. Like, yeah, Kirby said Kirby said in this press conference um, last week that I think this was in the answer was that when he said there's a lot of things that y'all don't know about football, <laughs> but um, but in the answer he was answering about the run the run game and what he was saying was a lot of stats on internally to the staff a lot of plays. Um, that look like a pass play on a box score, they count them as run plays because of the way that the play is schemed up. So I think that's what you're going to see here. Graham and I talked about this a little bit before the show, and I know we're, we're, we'll probably talk about it ad nauseum uh, as these clips start popping off. But the blocking of the skill players, um, everyone is bought in <clears throat> to blocking. So I don't think there should be a concern about the about the run game. Georgia's moving the ball, moving the ball at a fast clip. Um, and the staff internally, even, you know, they do that in, in a lot of ways intentionally, where they scheme it as, for us, we think, you know, we would consider this a, a run play, even though it looks like a pass on the field, um, which, is, uh, which is very Todd Munkin-esque. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, one thing that I've got in these notes that I kind of want to point out is, is some of the things that are happening with the run game. Situationally, the run game yeah. is very successful. Uh, nine yeah. guys carried the ball on Saturday. None of them had a lower success rate than 60%. So, I mean, that's, that's really good, right? Like that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I think you're going to start seeing carries maybe distributed a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're yeah. a Dog Central mm-hmm. subscriber, keep an eye for a note on the forum when we get done with the show because I just got a text message as we were coming on air about some of the rep splits in practice mm-hmm. so far this week. Uh, kind of maybe switching up a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see sort of how they choose to approach it going forward. But I don't think it's an offline issue as much as uh, skill players. Ooh, we got big Josh here. Uh, skill players maybe sometimes, you know, not following their blocking as well as they could. Yep, correct. Yep. I got a little premature on the plays. You want to get into it? Let's do, Let's do it. it. All right. Clip six. All right. Yeah. So this isn't a huge gain right here. This is the second play of the game, but like this is what Georgia's doing right now. Just eight to 10 yard plays look really routine and effortless on every single down. Um, I think Bennett probably watched tape and noticed that this defensive back drops off big time because it was something that we talked about on our show, just the amount of cushion. And so him and McConkey, like Bennett has said that he and McConkey basically see the game the same way. And he reads things the way that Stetson feels like he would, if he was a wide receiver. So I think he just cut that route off where he felt like there was space and it's an easy first down basically. Oh, so Josh, John just kind of alluded to this, but like my theory is that Georgia is so unstoppable on offense right now because of that right there. Like look at one and two getting downfield. Rosemary Jackson. Yeah, Rosemary and Milton getting out. This entire team blocks its butts off downfield at every skill position. And this is really fantastic work from Milton. I mean, like, this is, you know, unselfish play. Getting out there gets it. Bowers follows him just like, you know, Bowers follows him just like Milton would follow Ratledge, you know. You Mm -hmm. follow your blocks and it's, it's executed all the way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's a closer angle here. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Roseme for three weeks in a row now has been one of the two highest rated run blockers graded out by PFF as one of the two highest rated run blockers on the team. So, like, he's going to continue to be on the field because he absolutely paves the way. Um, so, here you're going to see Georgia. They're just going to get a little uh, – what clip is this? It should be – sorry. You can't see it on your end. This is nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. My bad. Yeah. It's the offense, right? Like just until someone can make Georgia do something more difficult, they just put the ball on the edge and there you see Bowers clearing guys out, Bell clearing guys out. Like this is it over and over and over. Right. Um, and I, I'm waiting for somebody to try and stop this and make Georgia have to like throw downfield, but, uh, I don't know that anyone has the personnel to do it, honestly. And then this clip is up next, and yeah, clip, clip ten. Um, so, yep, George is going to load up on misdirection, roll the pocket to give Lad all the space out here, and then kind of come back and you put him in open space, and it's easy again. You see Jackson downfield blocking. But this is kind of an interesting play design because the offensive line, you see all of them kind of coming down 
Like they look like they're run blocking. If you're a defender, you're going to read run block on this. And so Georgia runs these kind of split zone plays a lot where the, the formation and the movement looks the same, but Stetson just hands the ball off and you're going to see another play later on where like Mocken basically uses this to set up the long touchdown pass to Brock Bowers later in the second half. And we'll point it out when we get there, but put a little bookmark in your mind on that one. Um, this is the next play after that one we just watched. So Jones and Trust do a good job on their pulls, but Ratliff can't really keep his man out of the gap. Uh, uh, Ratliff is your right guard, 69. I mean, he gets off the ball okay, but kind of you see his back turned to the camera there. That's not really ever what you want to see unless unless the play is going <laughs> behind him, basically. Um, so not a bad play. It doesn't get blown up, but we're always asking, you know, why is it not a bigger play? That's, that's your answer. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good one right here. Clip 12. So the play is well blocked and your back gets a clean three to four yards before contact, which is a ton in sec football. Milton just doesn't really hit the hole hard there. Like it feels like he maybe should have bounced this outside. I don't know. I'm not a running back. Like, you know, I don't want to sit here and be too critical of anybody, right? But, like, yeah. right here, this is set up to go outside. With Roderick yeah. getting on that. He's got a lot of clean space out to the right. Yeah. I'll say one thing about this, and I think there there are a lot of plays that we can talk about with, with Kendall and his vision and kind of running upright mm-hmm. and those things. Um, Broderick does get his head on the inside right there, and I think, like, one of the things – you know, when it comes to running back vision, you're looking for a couple of things. You're looking for open space. You're looking for where the he- the helmet is of the offensive lineman that you're following. So when that helmet goes inside, I think personally, I think there's some vision work that needs to be done to understand the rest of the offensive line uh, in in comparison. Because it does look like if you watch some of these clips that Kendall is following a helmet. So if the helmet's on the inside, he's going to go on the inside thinking that like, all right, this is, you know, kind of where uh, where the lineman is trying to push the guy. And that is kind of how you learn, um, you know, in your youth uh, playing football, you're following the helmet. Um, when you're following blocking, but at this level, you you got to be able to have a little bit more vision there and be able to you know look at offensive linemen engaged and make a different decision, no matter where the helmet may be. So that's something to keep an eye on as you watch film, as you watch, you know, people wonder like, why did he cut back there? What I've noticed is that Milton, if the helmet's on the inside for the offensive lineman, he's probably going to go inside. If the helmet's on the outside, he's probably going to try to bounce it outside, and that's not serving him well right now. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting because, like, this clip right here, if you want to go ahead and play it, Josh, mm-hmm. this is this is Milton again. And watch Xavier Truss at left guard. He's going to absolutely pancake his dude, which is fun to see. Mm-hmm. But, like, he hits this hole downhill mm-hmm. and hard. And this is just mm-hmm. a, a straight-ahead inside run. There's mm-hmm. not much for him to read here. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he does make a nice little bounce there. But – it's pretty much give him the ball and go. And right now it feels like those are the runs that he's kind of excelling more on where yeah. he's not having to get behind guys that are pulling outside. And, mm-hmm. and I think some like with the outside thing with Broderick and the helmets, I haven't noticed mm-hmm. that's a great observation by you. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I, I feel like there's times where he's just a beat early where if you mm-hmm. kind of just like let this develop a little bit more, yeah. then, then the read probably becomes clearer for him. And, you know, but I also get, there's bad guys running at you and you want, you know, well, it's your job to get as many yards as possible. Right. If, if I, if I can interject the, the dog stats here, it's an interesting little drive. You showed three straight runs. First one was maybe not as good as it could have been the four yard gain. That was an unsuccessful run. The next two plays, gained what they needed to be successful so that run gained a first down 66 percent success rate on that particular series and we're going to talk about maybe run mm-hmm. efficiency and maybe not as as big a plays later in the show but that's a great example i mean and that's what they want to do they're they're mm-hmm. running the ball they're getting four yards or getting five yards or getting two yards you're getting three yards on you know second and four and then they're powering ahead on on third down getting the first down so uh, you know again it's like they're moving the ball. And again, to, you know, like, yeah, sure. Would we love to see 15, 16, 20 yard gains? Absolutely. But they're running the ball when they need to, and they're finding ways to move the ball, throwing it, however short or long they need to. So, sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there. I thought it was interesting. We had three straight runs on, you know, we keep talking about how much we're passing the ball, but when they run the ball, they can run it efficiently. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So, no, I think that's good. Um, all right. Here's a, we I are on a 14. Yep. Touchdown, yeah. I believe. And, I mean, I, you guys have all probably seen this play at this point, but what I want you to watch is number one at the top of the screen. Rose me lined up as the outside wide receiver. I mean. And he's going to block for about four and a half seconds. Like, if you sit yeah. here and count this play in real time, mm-hmm. he keeps 24 locked up <clears throat> for forever. Yeah. That is full engagement right there by a <laughs> wide receiver. I mean, it's, yeah. it's truly – um, if, if people want to know why, you know, so you have a lot of wide receivers that come into Georgia and they, they come in highly rated and they, they have, you know, tend to have all this on paper, all of this, uh, flashy skill and they have a hard time getting on the field. It's because of that right there. Blocking as a wide receiver is a qualifier. And there are a few guys, Marcus Rosemary Jackson is, is probably the best of that wide receiver group right now, but there are a few guys on the field who are fully committed to blocking. And that's a great example right there. Yeah. Next drive after uh, like maybe three and out here. Uh, yeah. So you've got just, you're going to see more downfield blocking excellence. Uh, Macintosh gets it. You put it behind your two big tight ends. I don't know how you stop this. Like from a defensive coordinator standpoint, there's not defensive backs out there. There's maybe one a team, but like there's not a unit of defensive backs that are just going to be able to fight off superb downfield. And you can't just start taking backers and safeties out of the middle of the field and letting Georgia just gash you. So I like the genius of this for me is just I feel like Todd Mocken like maybe has kind of stumbled upon something here that's just We're losing Graham there. You, you there, John? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Graham, you there yet? You back yet? All right. Graham may maybe having to come back in. I see he's got a weak signal there. Dog out west is way out west. So, um, I mean, what are your thoughts so far on the first batch of plays here? I mean, like, we've shown a lot of the running plays, and, and uh, like, we've – talked about you know the run efficiency and stuff it's like georgia's averaging over five yards of carry you'd love to see that up closer to six but um you know but we're still like you know you know first in 
rushing mm-hmm. efficiency. <laughs> I mean, 56% rush success rate, you know, and, yeah. and that's what you want. You want to move the chains. You want to set up your position, you, uh, your team on and in front of the chains and not behind the chains. And the running attack is doing that for sure. Graham, you back? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, you're, you're back. All right. And uh, we're looking right. at we're 20 storms here today. So that's okay. <laughs> I kind of y'all just keep moving if you lose me. It's all good. Yeah, if if we we lose you, we'll just jump in. Yeah, just hunker just hunker down out there, Graham. All right. We're back on 20 play 21. (laughs) Graham, if you uh can uh it's just kind of more of this conversation around Kendall Milton. Uh I feel like right here is one of those plays where he kind of outruns his blocking help. You see him, Mm -hmm. you see Bowers there. I'm sorry, not Bowers. You see Broderick Jones 59 heading outside the numbers. And I think if he just follows him around, you know, maybe he picks up 24 and that's a bigger gain. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's just, yeah, 22. Uh, So we're just going to have a little Stetson kind of head fake magic. This is very reminiscent of the Tennessee game in 2020 to me. Um, It was. I mean – Stetson, I I don't think people, <clears throat> I don't think people realize how how um, elusive Stetson can be. I and also I don't think people realize how um, tricky it can be for some of these SEC defenses. They're not playing quarterbacks that can use their legs like that every week. I mean, I think you know people feel like they are, but Stetson Bennett. I mean, you know when you look at South Carolina, KJ Jefferson. Didn't wasn't he run? Katie Jefferson is a good runner, but he wasn't as elusive as Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett in those moments when you don't expect him to use his legs. So he did that a couple times this game. That I think, um, again, another reason why Kirby Smart said last year they felt like Stetson needed they need the team needed his mobility, and I think you're seeing that again this year. And I'm sure someone yeah, has he, spotted this and talked about it already, mm-hmm. but uh, I was actually watching it at, at, in Vegas at a sports book, and there was a guy that had money on the dogs, and he talked about that play, and I was all fired up. He said, that was a dumb play. He shouldn't have stuck the ball out there. If he fumbles it, he slips out of his hands. It's a touchback. And we, and then it was funny, right after he said that, you know, this guy came, had Kirby, sh- had grabbed a water ball and snatched it at somebody's hands and was told him, grab it with two hands. I mean, yeah, he was. It, it was yeah. so good. It was such a – like, you know, everyone noticed the other – Kirby moment on the silence, but I thought that was interesting that, yeah, I mean that, and I was going to say, you know, you know, he has one or two throws a game. You're like, you know, you scratch your head and you wonder why or what he was thinking there, but he doesn't have him running the ball. He doesn't take unnecessary hits. He does. He gets out of bounds. He gets down. He knows. I mean, it just seems like he's maybe occasionally his, his choice to throw the ball and when and where is, but it seems like run the ball. He's pretty, pretty smart and savvy, but, you know, what I, that's my th- thought on there. Even even if Kirby got all of them or that trying to score a touchdown, but at any rate, two hands. All right, twenty two. Anybody else? Uh, uh, we just did twenty two. Yeah, uh, twenty three. Yeah. So I mean, as we were talking about kind of the run game, it seems like in short yardage right now, especially on the goal line, the choice has just been to go behind Bowers in Washington, um, and. I, mean, I think it's a good choice, right? It seems to be working for them. But Georgia so far has been way better in short yardage and goal line running situations than really they've been in a few years. That's always been a hmm. pain point for UGA's offense, even with, you know, the the guys they had on the line in 2018 and 2019. 
Yeah, they are. Let me see here if I can find Georgia real fast. They are 82% on short yardage rush success rate, which is that's pretty, good. pretty good. I think it's seventh yeah. in the country. So, yeah. Um, and 33. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. This is a couple weeks in a row where, uh, you know, we've the screen game is a big part of the offense now, and something has been kind of off – on screens to Kyrus. Um, hmm. Did we show that? 33? What, what? Yeah, just the kind of the weird – there's something off in the chemistry between those two. They don't they're, – mm-hmm. they're these incomplete passes keep happening, and it's like I'm starting to think it's a Kyrus route issue more than a Stetson issue because he's throwing screens to everyone else that seem to be in sync. And Kyrus kind of does this. I don't know. There's a way that he kind of continues to run away from the ball. That's a little bit different than what you see from Ladd and McIntosh. Just yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure, <clears throat> but if, if you watch that clip, it does look like he keeps trying to go wide instead of coming, you know, that, that play is really, you're trying to get, there's a three yard window that you're trying to push a little bit up the field to get in the, within that two to three yard window, but he keeps going wide. It feels like, um, then pushing up a little bit. So, but that's a next play is 34. Yeah. So you're just, he's going to recognize cover two zone here. And at the snap, he's just going to wait for Darnell to clear, but like he's, he basically is going to see this, this zone coverage drop out and realize the linebackers are in zone and just throw it to Washington. Sorry, that was 34. Sorry, I'm dealing with technical issue. Um, John, can you send out a tweet? Uh, we'll probably have to upload this to YouTube after sure. the, after we go out and we're still on Twitter. Okay. All so. right, sounds good. Uh, there's 34. Sorry, Graham, where are you in your notes? My apologies. Just That's the right play. Okay, here's 36. Yep. So... Bowers is not going to get to his block in time here. Um, and it just blows up the play. Nothing Milton can really do about it. I think that Truss is supposed to block the guy to his right. The left guard, Xavier Truss, is supposed to pick up the guy that, that comes free. And instead, he picks up the guy that I'm pretty sure Bowers might have been. I, I'm not sure, honestly. Hmm. But it just it's an awkward reach for Bowers to have to come all the way around at the snap and try and seal that gap in that situation with kind of how that run action is. Um, Something happened there. I'm not sure what it is, but clip 37 McConkey. This dude just always finds holes in the defense. Um, That's not really an easy throw or an easy spot to get open. I mean, they're keying on him there and, he and Stetson just kind of read that exactly the same way. But I'm gonna look at I want to look at it again when that ball is thrown. Because hmm. yeah, I mean that right. linebacker's crashing down pretty. You know, See, crashing still... kind of towards McConkey there. That is nice. Like he's watching them. Yeah, this drive. There's a couple of tight window throws by Bennett. This is gonna be another one like. Really nice play to McCaw, or I'm sorry, not to McCaw, to Rosemary there. Just kind of finding 
finding the holes in the defense, picking these zones apart. And that's something they kind of struggled with against Samford at times. You know, Samford played a lot of that, like, drop seven, drop eight, uh, heavy zones across the kind of 10-yard mark. And it seemed like Georgia was better with that on Saturday. And then this is the touchdown pass to Brock Bowers, and it's just basically like this is unguardable. There's nothing you're going to do about it. I mean, it. he guarded it. <laughs> I mean oh. – yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he got. I mean, he got two feet in. This is a this is a touchdown in the NFL. I mean, look at this yeah. one, and then that other one comes around down right there. Toe, it's toe crazy. tap. Easy. Yeah. I tweeted out that he's got a future career as a ballerina if he wants it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Think, yeah, we we don't have to belabor the point, but people don't realize like he's controlling his foot on that clip. Like it's not like it's just randomly falling his toe randomly falling there. Like that right. body control is just insane. Yeah, it's absurd. It's like Michael Jordan and air type of body control. Um, All right, so you're going to see Darnell come across here, and this is a rare miss by him in a run-blocking situation. Uh, He just doesn't get low and inside enough on this this crashing end and kind of blows it up for Edwards. He knows right away. That's a rare miss. (laughs) It's a rare miss. (laughs) That's what I said. Yeah. That's a yeah. Miss. Um, and then I, yeah, this is kind of this weird uh, sort of like fadeaway jump shot throw that Bennett tries to get the ball to Macintosh on the screen. Yeah. That's not really a throw you want to see him attempting up 21 on no, his own that, 10 yard line. No, no, this is, you know, Bennett was throwing up the play before the, the touch, the series before, and I was throwing up when he was making this throw right here. Um, so I thought for sure I was like when I saw that thing hang up I was like this is about to be a pick six yeah um, I could fortunately there was it. yeah fortunately there was no one over by the numbers or that one would have been and it was weird bad. you know I didn't put the the uh the reverse angle on there but I mean it was open like if he I don't really know I mean it was going to be a big play but it was just the pass I don't know if the defender got in his way yeah it was a it was a whoopsie for sure we got away with 30 yeah. 57 Graham yep so just Nice seeing Don Blaylock playing in significant moments and making plays, and this is a nice in-stride throw from Stetson. Um, but number eight, kind of start helping to pick up that load a little bit with A.D. Mitchell out is encouraging, and you like seeing Mocken establish all these weapons. And then this is just another absurd kind of athleticism play from Brock Bowers. Like, I'm pretty sure Stetson's trying to throw that ball away, and he just <laughs> – scoops it off the ground <laughs> maybe he's I mean, not i don't know it's just no i think you're right i think he's just getting rid of it he's got a defender in the area and, and it was like i mean it was remarkable i mean the guy's a freak what can you say and he's he's our freak though yeah and then yeah he's our freak um la- this is kind of that like reverse pass almost pass this is a good decision by mcconkey to not run it and then he does like the Reggie Bush sideline move to two defenders there at the end of the run. Like, I, I think a lot of people have had a lot of interesting things to say about what Georgia's offense is and isn't so far this year. But I, what McConkey can do in space is kind of one of the thing run, in my opinion. 61. 
Yep. So good ball by Bennett. And I think this probably gets charted as a drop for me because I know that the defender gets in there. But, like, that's a play that – let's just say it. That's a play A.D. Mitchell makes eight times out of ten probably. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a 50-50 ball situation that you, you want to see your outside receiver go up and grab. Uh, there was a replay they showed on the broadcast where, like, you can basically see the ball kind of go through his hands, Meeks's hands. And then this lad drifts a little too much on that. It definitely was – it could have been a better throw, but I I also kind of would think that if Georgia's not up 21, this is probably called his pass interference because hmm. this dude just kind of, like, sets a pick on cocky and keeps him from being able to move back towards the ball yeah i mean he he's looking back there you know i think he's i think the case can be made that he got his head around late and he he could have been playing the ball but yeah you're not gonna get it up 21 uh next drive 68 yeah good work by ratledge and mcclendon here on the right side of the line um 69 and 70 here right tackle and right guard just they create a big hole here, and I love the way McIntosh hits this, and Jackson comes down and gets a nice downfield block as well. And McConkey wasn't left out, even though the play was over. He still got, he still hit somebody. It's his thing, man. Um, and then Mockin is going to set this up. So that play we were talking, this is second half now, but if you can actually go back to. Well, we'll see it. We'll see it on the replay. But that pre-snap motion here that we showed earlier with – remember how we saw the fake to Milton and that little toss out to Ladd off that type of motion on the first drive where I said, let's mentally bookmark this. So, I think right here you're going to see the backside angle this, on this, display. That, this was going to be on the quiz. That's dog out west for this is going to be on the quiz. Here we go. Here's <laughs> No, it's just – I mean, it's, it's mocking like – does this throughout the game like mm -hmm. he plays these little head games with linebackers and safeties and shows them things this is once again like our you know this is you've got trust pulling there as a left guard over to the right side like this reads run and it's not no sorry i didn't realize it's on the same clip so i just wanted to play it back real speed from behind for the sickos out there no, is... <laughs> uh, then after this plays, uh, you ready for the next one? Yep. Oh, this isn't slow mo on the broadcast here. Well, mm. it's okay. It, you know, it's, I, I'm going to just be stupid here, but I uh, I click, cut it off when he was rumbling down. His he's so big, he looks like you know a 2014 EA Sports character, but he's still fast. <laughs> he looks like a creative player, like high fullback <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, so this is well blocked and Milton just doesn't really make a quick enough decision or kind of bounce it outside fast enough. And yeah, then, like, I, I think the concern for me is 10 carries, zero broken tackles for Kendall yeah. Milton on Saturday. And it might just be a bad day, right? Like I, I talked about yeah. this in 12 takeaways a little bit, like it might just be a bad day. <clears throat> yeah. That one, that one was definitely. I mean, that one I don't felt think, like I don't it think was, he's hundred. 
I don't think he's 100 percent healthy. Yeah, that one felt like a velocity issue. That one—that's what exactly what I was going to say. That cut was not crisp, and then the acceleration was not there. Um, yeah, for whatever it's worth. And then you know, just Dejan Edwards looks very in comparison, and then he comes out. You know, he had four, four broken tackles on the day. I think on like mm. six series. Um, I think he's warranting more touches in the run game. Uh, good fake right here. Good route. Good ball. And Milton almost bust that. But, I mean, that's a, that's another one where lots of space, you know, almost almost turns it into a, a long touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell he wanted it, but he got defender got his ankles there. Yeah, and then this is dual threat Heisman candidate Stetson Bennett. You may have heard of him. This is this is uh, this is Stetson with a fade. Stequavius. Stequavius. I mean, watch the sticks a foot in the ground. And then the, then we get. The yeah, I mean, bob. he is extremely agile, though. You were talking about that earlier, John. Just yeah, it's that. It's it's that. I mean, that that is incredibly athletic and hard to do. And I, there's not a I lot tweeted of quarterbacks. It out. Yeah. I was like Coach Thirty, or you know, I was like, yeah. he's on it. Coach Brandon's yeah. on it. So <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks, and even in the SEC, as athletic and gifted as some of those quarterbacks are, there's not a lot that can do that. Um, no, where you get a guy going well. full speed, and then that oh, that cut. Yeah, I, feel, so nice. I honestly feel bad for that dude. <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. no. All right, so here I've you sat, got Branson. I've sat in the top of Williams Bryce Stadium and. Watch Georgia lose. I don't feel bad um, for that guy. <laughs> I just yeah, Branson here, you know, showing off some speed to get to the edge. Yeah. Nice run by him. Getting getting ten. Almost breaks that last tackle. But this is uh are we on eighty seven? We are eighty seven. Yeah, so this was Kirby's like F U present to frank beamer i'm sorry to shane beamer um and frank i just i thought that i already like i thought that this was kind of a microcosm on where the two programs are like south carolina twitter started the hashtag we want dealt movement Mm -hmm. last year it was like a big thing it was trending uh shane beamer you know talking at sec media Mm -hmm. days basically Mm -hmm. directly to delp about how they're going to feature the tight end and his first career reception Yeah, like he's a luxury to mm-hmm. South Carolina. He's something yeah. they desperately needed and couldn't get. Um, yeah, so gotta stay. Yeah, gotta stay. All right, yeah, right here. Right. I want you to watch Mims, Marius Mims, in at right tackle. Every time they run to his side, it seems like he's getting a good seal. Like he just comes in here and collapses down on this edge, makes this look pretty elementary, and. Branson's got a lot of room to work. And then I, want to I like this Branson. too. Yeah, I do. I want to see more of Branson as well. Um, and he just kind of, you know, the way he finishes runs is pretty impressive. Right there, he doesn't get the full fall forward, but you're going to see another play in a second where he does. And then probably the most surprising play of the day, quite possibly, is this one right here. 
Oh wait. Uh, which one do you want to see? That's ninety nine. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Oh yeah, this is yeah back running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Carson Beck open field like old school Madden truck stick where he hits the right <laughs> button right there and <laughs> knocks this dude on his ass. I was like, wait a second here. Uh, but yeah, this was ninety nine. I just Morissette's a guy we've heard a lot about since you know spring practice and throughout fall camp he's been a little dinged up back in the lineup now i think we're gonna see a lot of him over the next couple years but that dude's got some wiggle man like he's making people miss in tight spaces and 102 yep so this is another branson run and this is just kind of like this looks like a SEC running back to me, just the way he's going to hit this hole and the way he's going to finish this run. He's patient, kind of picks through there, and then just basically carries defenders five yards after contact and driving the pile forward. Um, we're into the deep cuts here, but I I put a note on the Dog Central board a couple of weeks back about how Cash Jones had been getting a lot of praise and practice and how he was probably going to get some some love and see mm-hmm. some time on special teams. And, you know, they, they gave him some nice touches in this game late. And I also thought it was interesting. Watch how the sideline kind of reacts right here as he finishes this mm. run. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I noticed a couple times, and I even noticed that in the Sanford game, at the last play of the game, Jalen Carter was on the on the sideline, was the first one, you know, congratulating those guys that were still on the field and invested in the game and stuff. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of buy-in on this team to sound like a cliche, but well, uh, that's been that's been Kirby's five. mantra. Right? <clears throat> like Kirby's mantra has been team culture over everything. So he has guys um, believing in that. And that's a, that's in some cases, that's a pretty uh, unique thing, believe it or not, in 2022 college football. All right. One of five. Yeah. Cole Spear, our first time ever seeing him really play. Calhoun, Georgia, Cole Spear. Shout out Calhoun. Yeah. This is baby lab right here. Um, not just because he's he can, white, but he can. Because <laughs> his name is Cole, he can. Uh, he can fly. He can fly. <clears throat> he can absolutely he is. fly. Yeah, he's quick. Oh, uh, painful. Tough, tough. This guy. was a perfect throw from Beck. I mean, like shout outs to Beck. He played really well in this game. I thought. Yeah. And it also kind of broke my heart because I had I had predicted Georgia to put up fifty two and yeah one catch away <laughs> from it. <laughs> mm. All right, that on All our right. defense. Anything else we want to say on that? We uh, run a plays before we move on to the D. I'm good. If you guys, okay. It was, ma- it was a master class. I think. Um, yeah, just a beautiful thing to behold. One of the yeah. best, most efficient games uh, in the 2000s for the Georgia offense. Seventy-three percent sex rate. Uh, and the last time they were the only time higher was in 2015 versus South mm. Carolina, and that was at home. So, the, the Grayson Lambert game, the Grayson Lambert game. Okay, that defense. I have clip okay. two, Graham. 
Yeah, so Rattler, watch. This is interesting pre snap. Uh, you're going to watch as Rattler checks, and Dumas Johnson tells Mondin to take the H back, who is Jaheim Bell on the wheel route. And Mondin and Smith are switching assignments. He's taking Bell. JDJ is going to hit this blitz. Dumas Johnson try and force the ball out. Point here is these guys are young. And three games in, like, they are communicating very well pre-snap mm. and they are understanding assignments. They are switching assignments situationally when it makes sense. Um, I Dumas Johnson is just kind of like he's turning into that quarterback here. You're, you see it again right here on mm -hmm. this next clip. Like, he's always moving people around. He's going to make a really good read here too. Um, just mm. doesn't quite – Mondin doesn't fill this whole – like he's he's watching the backside here, which is his job, but he doesn't get back into the play. And wait, what clip is this? No, uh, that was four. You want to look at three again? Sorry. Yeah. Jog. Sorry. Here's three. No, it's okay. I did. I thought I want. Never mind. Here we go. Yeah, it's just uh, watch Mondin here. He kind of yeah. doesn't quite react quick enough. Um, I mean, it's not a big game, but. This is where we're at with Georgia's defense. We kind of have to nitpick these things. Uh, clip four, Malachi Starks. He's going to come down here, downhill, fill this run lane on third and six. Like, just picture perfect. And watch how Nolan Smith crashes this guard. Yeah. It was the first third down of the game, and when I saw South Carolina <clears throat> line up in that wildcat, I knew that they were cooked, man. Shane Beamer um, – who I don't, I don't have any problem with Shane as a motivational guy or whatever, but the game plan was not very good. What kind of question not, is that? It was not very good. I mean, as soon as, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, we will talk about it as we get deeper into this defensive film review, but it, their game plan credit to Georgia for the way that these young guys are playing for sure. But South Carolina, uh, were trying they were trying mismatches that were never going to be there from the beginning and it just yeah so we'll watch work. here's 15 no. yeah watch Beal here uh mm -hmm. he's actually lined up out wide over the slot receiver yeah. on the bottom yeah and he's gonna push so far upfield yeah that Rattler can't throw this screen on time because he's in the I mean, lane and Rattler's got to run out to make the angle and then everybody's over there crashing on you have yeah you have two guys unblocked before the ball's even out like over there to make the play it just was not the 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 game plan was just not good no and they tried this kind of throw it up thing this is a dime by spencer mm -hmm. rattler honestly like yeah, this is a very good throw. throw very good Lassiter, not terrible coverage just doesn't get his head around um mm -hmm. I don't know that it would have mattered, though, honestly. So this is the I INT by – I'm sorry, clip 18. Uh, this mm -hmm. is the INT by Starks. And a lot has been made of Rattler, like, trying to throw this stop fade on a wheel route and how he shouldn't have done it. But not enough has been made of the fact that Starks being in perfect position in terms of coverage mm -hmm. is what made him try to throw that stop fade. Yeah. Like, he – played the angles on that very, very well. He's in a spot where you're not going to mm -hmm. be able to lead that running back. Mm -hmm. And so 
That's why Rattler yeah. attempted what he attempted. Yeah, and the and the running back did him no favors because you're taught there if you're not if you're if if the defender is in that position, you're taught to come back to the ball. So Spencer Rattler was doing the right thing, but yeah, Malachi Starks just played it too well. There was nothing you could do. Um, yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. All right. Dumas Johnson. Uh the light is really coming on for him. Uh this is kind of unfair. He's gonna get on the wrong side of the blocker in the hole here. I want you to watch this. And when that happens, this run should pop, right? And he just bends back the other way and he's gonna grab this running back by the ankle. Like that's just really athletic. <laughs> A lot of bend. 25 next play. Yeah, so Georgia's kind of caught here. Um, they've got one guy stuck between two players on the fake. South Carolina should be able to make a big play here, but Nolan Smith just basically handled – like he kind of fades inside, which forces the player, and then he just uses mm-hmm. – athleticism be to the head going to be a better angle on it um but that's just a lot of like film study football iq experience from mm-hmm. nolan yep. 26 michael just you know i thought michael we heard a lot about all summer didn't really impress against oregon not that he was bad but just didn't flash a ton but some of these young guys we kind of heard buzz about, like we're starting to see more and more. Um, Here's the fake. This is the fake punt. Dude, this is an incredible play from the punter. Like yeah. he stares off uh, Dara Smith, number 19, mm-hmm. gets him to bite that way to the, you know, to the left, to the camera left here. Mm-hmm. Opens and up the middle. Opens up, you got up the st- middle. Yeah. Yeah. Starks trailing. Uh, yeah. Kroger, I believe, is the punter's name. PFF for the week, 70.7 quarterback rate for uh, <laughs> PFF grade. Nice, nice. Maybe – never mind. 28. Not going to make a Spencer Rattler joke. Um, uh, yeah, so Stackhouse, 78. The defensive tackle gets kind of washed out here. Um, Mondin was good in run support on Saturday, but on this play he crashes into the wrong gap and kind of gets blocked out of the play. This is just sort of a rare – Run, run fit mistake from Georgia's front seven. Yeah, thirty percent success rate on the back, but thirty-one percent success rate allowed on the day. Not many, not many misses, but that was one of them. Yeah, so this is a cool play right here. Watch Javon Bullard. Uh, He's going to recognize this toss from film study, and he's he's going to, you know, he's signaling around, yelling at his guys, but he is damn sure that he is not going to get out leveraged to the short side of the formation comes out there gets in the way of everything strings it out little dude being scrappy taking on guards and offensive tackles and stuff in sec play and i mean that is that is the definition of gap integrity playing your assignment getting in the way (laughs) even even though he got taken for a ride a little bit it's like man just getting in the way is uh, 80% of playing good defense. For sure. 
So look at this A-gap blitz from Mondin here. This is a third and long, hmm. and I think they think it's going to be a passing situation, but it's interesting to see him. Like Him and Jalen Carter are both stand up, ready to blitz, as well as Nolan Smith. Um, they ended up deciding to run it, and so he's there to make that <laughs> tackle. But, God. like, it's filthy. Yeah, he shoots that quick. 32. And then, yeah, so you're going to oh, see cool. this you can actually see the clip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so this is the blitz from Starks off the edge on the bottom here. And it basically gets Rattler enough off his spot to not hit that receiver in stride, which allows Ringo to make that play. Um, he might have made the play anyways, but it's watch just like number, a little. Watch number sixteen at the top of the uh, top of the screen here on the right side. There, you know, he he lets you know what he feels about this play right there. <laughs> Kirby. Kirby Graham. Curse down. <laughs> FDMF. Uh, FDMF. <laughs> Hashtag FDMF. Uh, 42. Josh. I don't have 42. Can you, can you do 43? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, 42. Chris Smith, I saw you. Good play. Uh, 43. This is a bad whiff by Chambliss in the open field. You're going to see him. Uh, he's going to shift over here to the right side. And then the run is going to – or I'm sorry, it's a little screen pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, could, we could show it again, but here we go. You should make this all right. play. Let's, yeah. There we Moving go. on. <laughs> 47. All right. Uh, Tresman Marshall had a really nice day on Saturday. Another inside linebacker, A-gap blitz. We saw a lot of this kind of reminiscent of last year with Nakobe. Uh, not saying Tresman Marshall is Nakobe, but just particularly Dumas Johnson on some of those A-gap mm -hmm. blitzes. Like, they looked very similar to each other. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's a linebacker basically bull rushing an offensive lineman and winning. Not supposed to happen in football. Uh, yeah. 52. 52. Um, Ingram Dawkins is going to play this mesh point perfectly. Oop. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just like shades outside enough to force the handoff, but keeps himself in a place where he can attack the running back after the handoff. Uh, that's a good play by a first-year contributor exactly what you want him to do on that play most edge guys are gonna bite or overplay it get themselves out of position it's 53 and this is kind of the ingram docking section of the highlights here uh again he's gonna have really good quickness here on the bottom 93 jump in the backfield doesn't quite make the play but he strings it out He's getting penetration. It's, I think he's about to kind of blow up a little bit. And then this is 54, and this is just – this is him again. Like, blow, like jumping off the ball quick. 
This was, I mean, this was a dominant three down. I mean, this is three straight downs, same guy, basically blowing up three plays in a row. It's an impressive series by him. Uh, yeah, that's Nolan 71. Smith. Yeah, if you try to run block Nolan Smith with a tight end, it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> yeah. Is that Stogner or whatever? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 19. 19. Um, And then this is the interception. 85 is going to be the interception from Jackson. But nice pass rush by Mondin. Dan reads this like a book, closes quickly, and it's impressive for him to out-jump Jaheim Bell on a 50-50 ball, pull it down. Uh, yeah, okay. I remember letting this one breathe because we like Dirty Dan. <laughs> it's crazy. It's special, special place in my heart for Dirty Dan. 100%. 91. Uh, yeah, another Ingram Dawkins play. Watch him. So he's the edge at the top, and he just – He's doing a really good job of like seeing Intold as he plays things. And he just, he doesn't make the tackle here, but like he gets wide so quick and mm-hmm. kind of strings this thing out. Good play by Brinson as well, getting in there. <clears throat> but Georgia's defense is so fast on the back end with the linebackers and the safeties that if these defensive linemen are able to, to make something move laterally, even for a split second, it kind of blows everything up. Like because well, these linebackers are going to close. Yeah, and what we heard in during the offseason, right? Is we heard so we heard a lot of press about Tyrone Ingram Dawkins from <clears throat> from practice reports, from what was happening in fall camp, from um, the offseason that he had. There was a lot of uh, a lot of hype around him coming into this season um, from from folks inside the program. What we're seeing, I think in the third game is his technique is finally following a lot of that physicality and the hype that we heard in the off season. Cause he, he's just getting, he's, he's using his hands. Well, he's using his feet. Well, he's, he's all of that stuff continues to get better week after week. If you watch him play and that's pretty dangerous on an already, you know, dominant defense. So here's 93 Graham. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, impressive to see these backups get pushed in the middle on fourth and one <laughs> like this. Uh, that's Kristen Miller and Zion Logan there. And Miller's kind of shined in mm-hmm. late game snaps a lot lately. 17 and 18, last bringing us, bringing us home. Yeah, just good coverage from Everett at the bottom. Uh, he gave up a kind of big play in fourth quarter last week against Sanford in a similar type of throw situation. So nice job by him. And then this is to the next player. You know, this is the interception by Marshall. And Davis is going to do a really good job. Another inside linebacker, a gap blitz, and forces that bad throw. Marshall picks it off. I think I think some stats are going to come up here. Man, what a good play by Tresman. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, these are from Sunday's uh, blog post. Yeah, 8.7 yards play, plus 3.9 <laughs> net for the day, 57.57 EPA. Those are ridiculous numbers. I mean, that's to show you how good the 2019 and 2020 LSU and Alabama teams were. This is what they had for the season. So that efficiency, if we can – and that's we're close to that. I mean, this this offense is, is just ridiculous, and is, the season's young yet. As I talked about, 73% success rate, 31% success rate allowed. Um, again, ridiculous. This is it just – you just can't ask for anything more. You really can't. Uh, run pass splits. You can see, you know, 6.4 yards a rush, 11.3 yards um, per pass. I mean, they're literally double, almost doubling up the – what they're allowing on defense. Um, yeah. 81% success rate rushing the ball. That seems crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not flashy running, but it's getting the job done. And um, I talked about it in the blog post today, the offensive line yards, which are, which basically the, they're just a number trying to um, attribute what line, what the offensive line is giving you. Obviously when you're downfield in open space, those are more, those are all about running back and skill, but the first 2.9 yards, per rush are attributed to the offensive line. So if you go negative, they count those against you. If you get to that point, you, you get all those yards. Georgia's set fifth in the country in that stat. It goes to show you that even if you're not flashy, you're still going to be successful uh, running the ball at 81% for the game. That's, you know, that's going to help your passing game out a lot, which doesn't really need it. Um, here's some of the receiver metrics. We, you know, all of them above 60%, except for Dylan Bell, a 50% success rate when he's targeted. McConkey and Kenny McIntosh are just, you know, and Bowers and Jackson all and, and Darnell Washington, you know, with six targets and 83% success rate. I mean, there's just like you just this entire list is absurd. Um, and those are also on the blog. If you want to check those out in more detail, here's the uh, splits by down. Uh, you know, it's kind of a flip from um, the Oregon game where Georgia was kind of pedestrian on the first down and then uh, super explosive on third down. Uh, 11 yards of play on first down. And obviously that Bowers play, you know, kind of in a one game sample, will throw that number. But regardless, they were extremely efficient on first down. Um, and then, you know, seven yards of play on second down. And then third down, they were probably in a lot of third and shorts when they were. And, and they, you know, got those first downs, you know. A lot, 55% of the time. That's a pretty good conversion rate on third down and allowing 28%, uh, 29% roughly on third down for the Gamecocks. Pretty, pretty good. And here's some of those rushing metrics. I don't know if, uh, you know, we talked about Branson Robinson. You want to, I want to see him more. You know, he's getting the ball uh, five yards of carry and 11 attempts, a 63% success rate. Same with Edwards, 14 attempts, 57% success rate, over five yards of carry. Interesting, Kenny McIntosh is actually yards per carry aren't as good as you would expect, but obviously we showed about how uh, explosive he is in the passing game. Um, and Kendall Milton, you know, is averaging six yards a carry um, in a and sixty seven percent success rate on twenty eight carries. So, um, but you know, we talked yeah, about I mean, sort of he... want to see him do something a little more explosive. Maybe I don't know. I mean, yeah, like against Samford, I think he had mm-hmm. ten carries for seventy five yards. And he, mm. he had a nice game against Oregon as well. Um, on a field against an SEC defense, it seemed like he just looked a little bit different than he had the two weeks prior. But that can obviously change. Yeah. And I think for me, I think, you know, you're you're in a situation where um, 
what Georgia hasn't seen, and I I didn't expect it from South Carolina, but um, Georgia hasn't seen a, a a real physical team yet. Um, and I don't. And you look at the schedule, and I'm not sure. You know, I think it's going to be a minute before Georgia actually sees <laughs> a real physical team. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's where that's where Kendall Milton's running style, at least what he's what he's shown so far this year, I think that's where if it's going to be a problem, it could potentially be a problem in those areas, right? When you have a real physical defense that's coming downhill and punishing, and you got to break tackles. Um, <clears throat> we'll see if if we can if he can get some improvement before them. 100%. All right, Graham, you just threw 67 plays at us, and there was like 137 <laughs> clips in the file. So, sorry. Dog out west. No, do not apologize. That was a, that was a <laughs> incredible. I mean, this is what, this is what we want. We talk about it all the time. We want to provide content and we want to have some commentary and some fun too, but it's all about having good content and you broke it down all the way to the fourth quarter offense and defense. So, mm-hmm. Big, big shout out to you, sir. Thank you. Um, all these stats I threw out there are on the on the website, so please check out my blog. It's in the news and notes section right next to the forum, and the forum is where you get subscriber-only detail and can talk about and ask questions, and then, then the blogs are right now behind, uh, you know, not behind the paywall, so we're sharing that with you guys, but we really want you guys to be subscribers, so we're going to open up some more interactive content. You know, we had the show on Sunday night where we had some dudes join this will, mm-hmm. and we like to grow that some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what, what's, what else is going on with you guys this week? Anything of note before we start talking about Kent state? Ah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, well, I, th- I would, I'm sorry. Go, yeah, ahead. go for it. Go for it. Graham. Yeah. I think, you know, just, just, we're going to have, we'll have full practice notes. We'll have uh uh, all the the things you know, it's Kent State, but there's still a lot of things that we are gonna t- are gonna talk about uh, on the on the forum and in the blog posts related to like we just talked about. I mean, Georgia won you know 48 to seven versus South Carolina, but as you hopefully picked up on in the film breakdown, that there's a lot of things that Georgia can get better, and there's a lot of uh, this team is not the team that it's going to be um, by the end of the season or even the middle of the season, and so. Um, I'm excited to keep digging into how the team continues to improve, keep digging into what we're hearing from practice, what we're hearing from um, uh, from inside the the program. So, Yeah. No, um, I was just going to say we've got a lot going on mm-hmm. over at Dog Central. Uh, to have a practice report go up there here in about 10 minutes. So come could, check it out. I feel if you it. haven't subscribed, come see us. All right. With that, we'll get out of here, and we will see you guys soon. Um, breakdowns and Astolic Central coming up later in this week. And, um, yeah, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>